This is Music Ed Amplified. Hello, fellow music educators. You undervalued, amazingly talented, tired, resilient practitioners. I can't tell you how excited I am to say welcome to the second season of the Music Ed Amplified podcast. This is a place for music educators like you to hang out for a while, to be encouraged, supported, have your voices heard, be validated, lifted up, renewed, challenged, and educated in order, hopefully, to help you better see, love, and joyfully teach every student sitting in front of you. On the podcast, I talk about real life as a music teacher, never leaving out the guts or the glory. And I've also committed to talking as often as possible about what it means, starting with my own life and classroom, to create an anti-biased, anti-racist, anti-ableist classroom. So how is everyone out there doing now that we're all at least a month or two or maybe even three into the new year? I have the sense that it's the same for many of us, but for me at least, the first three weeks of the year were brutal on several levels. But let me start on a positive note. Aren't you proud of me? I love being back with the kids and seeing them so happy to be together is great. I admit it's been nice hearing my name enthusiastically exclaimed over and over again as I walk through the school or past the classrooms or during lunch. And to hear that most encouraging of lines, That was fun being uttered as students leave music is honestly the best. In our district, we are allowed to sing 10 minutes at the beginning of every class. And the first few times I heard those voices, even as my own was already losing steam, it made me teary. Their smiles, voices, and enthusiasm are the balm I often need to get me through some pretty hard days. Oh, and of course... Don't let me forget the power of my friends and colleagues at work and those of you around the world. You know who you are. I simply would not be able to make it without you. But as always, I'll also be honest with the struggles. This year, like its predecessor, is taking its toll. In addition to what seems like constant public vitriol against educators, the actual demands on teachers seem to have increased. It's like we have to worry about almost all the pandemic stuff we were concerned about last year, even if we're vaccinated. But we also have to worry about a return to standardized testing, increased teacher expectations and evaluations, reconfigured schedules or schools, new district initiatives, and so much more, as though everything is that dreaded word, normal. I won't get into it too much now, but know that I know how discouraging it is to put it mildly to feel such little support while being given more and more to do but in spite of that at least for now because i know my feelings will change hourly (laughs) i'm praying that i can hang on to every spark every magical moment that takes place in the classroom to keep my engine running and i hope you are able to do the same And I have a huge spark of joy for you in this episode because we have a phenomenal first guest, Franklin Willis, on the show today. 
Franklin, an absolute friend of the Music Ed podcast, is music educator and instructional coach with Metro Nashville Public Schools, where he equips teachers with instructional support and necessary resources to strengthen their professional acumen and enhance their classrooms. He believes that every child has musical potential and deserves a teacher who will see the best in them. One of the many things I love about Franklin is his belief that music education is a vital tool to teach students about other cultures, create community, and inspire a true love for learning. Franklin, unsurprisingly, is a three-time recipient of the CMA Foundation Music Teacher of Excellence Award. I was incredibly encouraged during and after our chat. I know you will be too, so let's get to it. So, Franklin Willis, welcome back to the podcast, episode one of season two. Let's go, season two. Let's go. I want to try to sound cool like you're like, let's go. No, don't say it on the phone. I don't know. I am tired. Mm. We are t- we are a tired mm. people, this, this nation of teachers. Am I right? You know, it is... You think you can plan for it, you know, coming back to school. Mm-mm. We had summer break, which it seems like each summer break goes faster and faster mm-hmm. than the previous one. And you're like, okay, we're going to go. We got the mask on. <laughs> I'm not sure what I can do or what I can't do. Right. Changes every day. Yeah. You know, there's this meme going around that says, what is it like? You know, yes, it is harder this year um Mm -hmm. you're not imagining it and i i was talking to somebody and i'm like why does it seem worse this year like you would think we're kind of like experts Mm -hmm. at it you compared to where we were a year ago or even like 18 months ago with covid i can hear it in everybody's voice even the most positive people are like yeah (laughs) it is and we're yearning for that normalcy um, yeah. of like, I know what to expect. And the yeah. truth of the matter is we've all been saying, well, by October. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, well, by January. <laughs> well, by April. And yep. so here we are. Again. September, rolling into October, and we're still up in the air about what we should do. And so... While I do believe that there's grace that should be had on both sides, I also believe that there is an opportunity for us to to dig a little deeper and to find what works with our students. Yeah. And, you know, it may not work for Missy's kids and it may not work for Franklin's kids, but this right here that I'm doing, I found that sweet spot. And this is what keeps my students engaged. This is what keeps them having fun. The spirit of creativity is there. And so that has been my goal um, with with the teachers that that I get to work with is what works for your kids? Like, okay, I get the standards. We kind of off. The third graders don't really know the first grade (laughs) material. Right. Right. Everybody's off. Everybody's off. So, okay, let's put the standards to the side and let's how can we teach to the core of the child? How can we give them the confidence that they need to make it one hour a day? Mm -hmm. Like, what is it that we can do? 
And so I've always just been the person that sees the glass half full versus half empty. And so no matter what situation I find myself in, how can I capitalize on what students are willing to do and willing to receive? And from there, moving on and maybe connecting some music competencies and and bringing in those things. But it's, it's just been tiring. I am an administrator, coach, but I'm in classrooms. Sure. I'm with kids. And you're a classroom I, teacher at heart. like All day, yeah. every day. Yep. But the thing that I do love is you get to see the array of strategies and, and ways of entry and how to hook students hmm. from a teacher who's been teaching 26 years, who's been in elementary music all their life, Versus a second year teacher right. who is like incorporating this new technology piece and playing on iPads. Right. So it's the same song, but it's a different entry. But yeah. the students are still able to be successful. Yeah. And so that that to me is just so awesome in how music teachers, we can adapt something and make it our own. So, of course, this is the Music Ed Amplified podcast where part of what I'm trying to do is amplify the voices of people who for a long time have not had the platforms and and to talk about issues, uh, social justice issues, to be quite honest. Um, and in the past, I was going to say year, but it's more than a year since the tragic uh, murder of George Floyd and all the things that have happened and all the people that we've learned about you know, we had this great rise in awareness on issues like these, equity, justice, diversity. What do you think is happening now in classrooms? Uh, we'll just talk about the United States. When, it, when you think about these issues today, have you noticed that this trend is continuing upward and people are more aware of these issues and doing more of the work. Have you seen a waning uh, in the commitment? And I'm speaking especially of what you see, if you feel comfortable talking about it, you know, from white teachers. Um, What things come to mind when I ask you that question? Well, um, you know, I I think I'm still, no, it's not I think, I know I'm still healing from the trauma of of witnessing that act, that, you know, just seeing that. And so it it got to a point where I can't even watch it anymore because, and I've said this to to many folks, but that that could be me. That could be my dad. That could be my uncle, my, Mm. you know, my cousin. And so seeing that is just traumatic in itself. And so it's been played hundreds of thousands of times um, for people to consume and we become numb to it because it is just seen so many times. So it was shocking last year and it was um, heart wrenching and, and, and all of that. And people woke up and they started to see things that have been, you know, hiding in in mm-hmm. clear sight right you know and so what i'll say is and i'm just speaking from my experience many of the music teachers that i know there is an awakening when it comes to 
wait a minute, where is this song from? Yeah. Who wrote this song? What does this song really mean? You know, what is the research behind this? So that they can present it in a more authentic way instead of, hey, I learned this. Right. My favorite right. teacher taught it to me. Right. So it, and I'm it fine. must be good. <laughs> yeah, I turned out all right. So I'm going to do it. Right. And so um, less and less of that is happening. We still have those folks who, God bless their soul, yeah. they just, they're not going to change. Yep. They don't see a way to change. They don't see a reason to change. Um, they they think it's we're making it all up, right? Yeah. Um, but for those folks, I, I just keep doing my work, yeah. right? When it's my turn to teach, I'm not going to teach one of those songs. I'm going to introduce you to another song yeah. that teaches the same concept and maybe even gets a little deeper into that concept that you're trying to teach. Um, so I, I have found myself now being knowledgeable enough and um, the maybe trusting myself enough to say, wait a minute, do you know where that song will come from? Do you know the history of that? Yeah, pushing back. Mm-hmm. A bit. And not in a nasty way. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, but just in a matter of fact, you know, do you realize what you're teaching when you teach? And then the other piece of it is... Um, the communication and the collaboration amongst music teachers since that and since the pandemic has been at an all-time high, Um, for me at least, and and the people that are in my circle. Um, We're looking for each other. We're finding things that work. Wait a minute, where'd you find that at? And I think we did that before, but it it was not quite the same. Sure. And... um, so I, I, I can say that I do get a sense that music ed is turning the curve, but we still got a long way to go. Yeah. We still have, because it's so embedded into our culture, into who we are. Right. And, and I think, you know, when, when I just think about like my music ed experience as a kid, and I say this in almost every workshop I do, Franklin couldn't see himself in the curriculum. Right. Period. There was no place for you. My music did not matter. Yeah. My experiences at home, at church, they were not welcome. Mm. Right. And, um, and even this week, it's funny, I was in a classroom and a teacher sang some, some notes and asked the students to repeat back. And a particular student repeated back that vocal uh, melody line, but did it in their chest voice. And it sounded good to me. (laughs) But the teacher said, nope, that's not how you sing it. It has Mm -hmm. to be sung in the head head voice. And it just took that that student's like Wind out of the sails. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, wait a minute, I sang, I know I sang that right. I know I did my right. best. And you just told me that that wasn't acceptable and that was not good. Oof. And so, you know, it's those type of things yeah. that we're not even aware, that bias, that internal um, um, thing that we think we really know, but truly we have no idea. Yeah. 
maybe that is that child's only way of experiencing music and singing with their family. Right. In their culture. And so that was a teachable moment. Mm-hmm. And and so when I did that that one-on-one, I was able to bring that up. And it's like, well, the notes were right. 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 So it's it's different to say, let's differentiate that. We yeah. can all use our chest voice and our head voice. Right, so it's right. those little things, those little like moments where we have to continue to do our own work. And when I say that, and a lot of people say that, do your own work. And I don't think people really understand what that means, but it really means like getting in touch with who you are. Why do you think some of the things that you think when you see people passing by, what is that gut feeling that you have? You don't have to tell anybody else your truths, but you need to tell yourself. Yeah. You need to ask the questions. Yes. Yeah. I think there are people who are unwilling to even do the asking. Yes. Like if I begin to ask this question, there's an avalanche that's going to come. And I guess, you know, for me, what's tough is maybe just because I turned that corner a while ago, it's not Mm -hmm. perfect, but you know, I'm on the other end. It's like investigate everything. (laughs) You know, why did you think that? What does that mean? Um, Mm. Striking balance, you know, uh, with why did you say that to that child? Why? You know, is it okay that you did that? Okay. If it is, it's like, pass, go, collect your $200 and go. If not, it's okay to stop and just say, let me just start with noticing it. Yes. And I think that yes. could change the world. Mm-hmm. If, if it didn't have to be like, I think people just have this mindset of, if I stop and say, I wonder if I have a bias, Mm. For some reason, they jump all the way to like, now I will be canceled as a human yes. being. And because it's like, cancel yeah. culture is such a real mm. thing. Yeah. And, sure. and you know, some people live by it. You know, I, I do have grace. Yeah. And, and I do believe in, you know, once you understand and you have self-corrected and you have done that work that we're talking about, you're going to see a change or you should see a change, yeah. right? There should be moments where you catch yourself, right? Um, I, I've told people this story before. I, there's some things in my teaching that I wish I could go back and just <laughs> redo. Yes, so much. I, I used to put, all right, boys over here, girls over yeah. here. And I had, now that I just sit back and reflect, I had some students that didn't know where to go. Yeah. They hadn't figured out their identity and who they were. And I was forcing that on those right. students. Pick one. Pick one. Well, what, what if I'm both? What if I'm okay. the opposite of what you think I am or the class thinks I am? And that put those students in some very, very sensitive and, and, and tough places. Yeah. And so I, I think back and I'm like, well, I, I can't redo the past, but in the future, I have an opportunity and an obligation to make sure that I'm speaking the correct language, that I'm being inclusive. And when people check me, I got to check myself. We get so defensive immediately. And I still do. I'm, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir. So I'm in this with y'all. I'm in this with y'all. But it's like, wait a minute, I did my research. I did this, this, and this. And it's like, well, 
You don't know everything. That's right. There's still more to learn, everyone. There's still so much to learn. And so we have to be careful with these social media platforms as well of of just Uh, putting people up on a pedestal where, you know, they think that they're, you know, everything. And it's like, wait a minute. No, I am a human being. I'm a flawed human. Yep. I'm still figuring this thing out. I'm just sharing what has worked with me. And what has worked with me may not work with your students. And so in in these sessions and workshops I've been doing across the country, I've been letting them know this is Franklin's way of doing it. This is how my students adapted it. But make it your own. Make it work for your children and for your population. And so I think it's really hard for teachers because we get in our mind of what success looks like. Right. And we want that. We well, want. Well, we just like, oh, he did that and that's successful. Now I got to do it. Yes. You know. Instead of what will be great for my children. Yes. And when I go to workshops and I see somebody do something that is like totally bomb and just lovely, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do that. Let's see. I don't have that many hand drums. So how can I, okay, we're going to put those on Tubanos and then I can put right. this part on tambourines okay yes i got it all worked out now it's going to be a completely different end product but will my students experience success in music making and creativity and adding their student voice to it that's the goal for me yeah no that's that's beautiful and i just think it reminds me of the bible where it talks about the spirit of the law versus the letter of the law so if i see franklin do something which i often do and think oh my gosh like you did that thing on the playground, you know, that thing with your head. Like, oh, the playground, yeah. Did he? There are a few moments. Uh, this is one thing I'm <laughs> glad. Here's here's one good thing about my personality. I don't usually like think like, oh, I, not like jealous, but like I wish I. But I every once in a while I'll see something like that and think like, man, I wish I that is the coolest thing ever. Right. So I was watching that. And for a moment. That was moment, so much fun. Oh, too, my gosh. It was amazing. Way. Is that just on your regular page or was it just in your stories? Uh, in my Instagram page. Okay, because um, go look it up. It's we Playground had a PD. Diddy. Can I just tell them? Yeah, really yeah, no, do it. It was story. amazing. Um, if you don't follow Otto Gross, he's a educator, musician, curriculum writer um, with Quaver. Fantastic person, um, too. He does these ditties. He calls them ditties, D-I-T-T-Y. And he takes found sounds and he creates like 15-second 20 second short clips of found sound. So he may be playing on the fan. He may be playing on the AC conditioner. He may be playing on the refrigerator, but he has these rhythms and they're just so just, I mean, they just make you want to dance. Yeah. And so last week we had a professional development. um, And afterwards we all went outside, me and three other music teachers. And we was like, let's just go play on the playground. And they set up amazing their camera, and we did it in two takes, actually. Everybody's like, how long did it take y'all to do that? <laughs> um, we just got us an ostinato. We found yeah. our sound and started moving and pressed record. And Amazing. it was just so much fun. Yeah, and just that translated. It was amazing. And I and I think what... Okay, so I don't get mad, and you're not saying this, but I'm thinking of a couple people who get irritated when... You know, teachers are desperately looking for ideas. I totally understand that. Oh, right? yeah. And there's a point in your 
career, like in the beginning where, you know, 98% of what you're doing is you're just mimicking great ideas. And that's as it should be. But I'm going to, I'm going to encourage you to move past that and say, what is it about the thing that Franklin did? You know, the actual product was amazing, but what was it? The joy of Mm. making music, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And the idea of found sound. So I don't need to copy that exactly. I can do a variation on that, right? Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. I love that idea. Like as you grow as an educator, you understand I can look to somebody like Franklin and get inspiration and then I go off and do something where I'm trying to not do exactly what he did, although I can do that in the beginning, but like, what's the spirit of it? The spirit is joy, creativity, and hooking into this innate musicality, Mm -hmm. right? So how did we even get on that? Where where, did it? (laughs) <laughs> we, we, we're just kind of rolling. But the thing that I like about what you said, because one of the teachers um, was like, Franklin, upload that and send it to me, Google Drive. I'm sharing that with my kids. And when they go out on the playground, right. I'm going to have them create. Yeah. And so um, I talked to that teacher yesterday and they just had a ball on the playground. But the idea of it is like music is all around you. Music is there and it doesn't have to be so formal all the time. And that is one thing that, you know, I am finally owning for so long. I I would not like own that, but it's like, I mean, my kids can read if I want them. Like if we need to read rhythms, we can. Right. My kids can read them and they also can play them. Yeah. That's not all there is to it. Yeah. You know? And so um, I, I think once we, start allowing ourselves to breathe <laughs> and allowing ourselves to try and to fall and and to really start to reimagine what can music education be? What can we do with this? And how can it be done in different ways? Yeah. And that is the magic to me. And as far as the products go, I get it. Teachers are understanding that some of the stuff that's in that curriculum is a no-go. <laughs> right. I mean, just just being real. Like, not okay. But what I was taught was if it was in the curriculum, you do it. Right, exactly. If it's in the and, book. But then, but then when you w- wake up, you realize, wait a minute, who were the people that wrote the curriculum? What was their experience? Were they around Black folks? Were they around Hispanic Latinx students? Right. Were they around Indigenous folks? Mm. So they've taken what they think they know and put it on paper. And now that is the culture. Yeah. And so now we've, we've passed that down for 30, 40 years. And the only times we talk about black music is when we're talking about our enslaved mm. past, but we don't get to talk about Scott Joplin. We don't get to talk about Duke Ellington. We don't get to talk about Aretha Franklin and the era of Motown. Right. We don't get to see Earth, Wind, and Fire in Black music. So, you know, it's like when your eyes open, it's like, wait a minute. Of course, they're not going to be able to tell us that because they don't know it. They can't do it. So that's why I feel that my voice and, and what I do is so important because I am able to share my experience. And hey, you may not have my culture, 
but this is a piece of my culture and you can share it with your students in an authentic way. Yes. And so I could spit out TPT stuff left and right, but I really try to sit with like activities. I, I like mm-hmm. to sit with them. I like to try them out on students. I like to get real feedback so that I know that this material truly works and it speaks to students. And so that that's my mission, the, the music making process and giving teachers, they're looking for these activities, Missy. Yeah, I know. Because, because they're just not there. Yeah, that's that's one of your gifts to the profession. It's like a training wheels. You know, it's like yeah. I'm yeah. here because I don't want you to make it up. You know, yes. I, I want you to have an authentic experience that you can rely on um, as you also do your work to look. It's not in lieu of doing that work. And can I add on to that? Yes, please. And then as you're doing that work, we're musicians, too. Music mm-hmm. teachers. You may not have the time to create and do all of the things, but guess what? You have a voice. You have an instrument. Yep. You have songs inside of you that need to be sung. You have stories inside of you that need to be written. Your stories are valid. And so many times we wait for somebody else to do it, but that is in us. And our children want to mm-hmm. sing our songs. They want to play our tunes. Yeah. And so I challenge and encourage the music teachers listening to this podcast, what songs do you have that you can share Right. What stories do you have that will make an impact on our children and other music teachers? And I think once we really tap into who we are as musicians, you don't have to have a doctorate. You don't have to, you know, be a clinician. You don't have to be like, let's take the gatekeeper out of it. And let's Mm. just think about our music making experiences. Yeah. There are some melodies in your head that you have. You were sitting at the piano and you play something (laughs) and you keep singing it. Yeah. Teach that to your babies. Yeah. You may not put it on TPT. You may not put it, you know, out there, but but your children, they will sing those songs. Yeah. And so really tapping into I love it. Your musicianship. Yeah. And and also as a way to connect, which is in, in my classroom more and more, this idea of how can I communicate to my students the power of of music to connect human beings. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, one of the best ways is for me to connect with them. And when you say this, when you say to a music educator, dig into your, your well, because Mm. you have something to offer. It's not, let me teach you about X, Y, and Z, X, Y, and Z. No, let me make music with you. Mm. That comes from me. And in doing so, let me show you how you can do that. Yes. You know, you can do that for me. You can do that for each other. You can do that for yourself. Right? How do yeah. we how do we soothe ourselves? You know, we t- in my class we talk about this like how does music function in our lives in so many ways. When I'm upset, there's a certain way music moves in my life. When I'm happy, there's a certain way music moves in my life. When I want to communicate something, you know what I mean? So I oh, love yeah. what you're saying because it's like, I'm not saying stop looking to TPT and all these things because no. I think there's so many great things, but also, like you said, yeah, turn inside. Yes. Yeah, I love that. Frankly, and, you're smart. And, and the other thing, you know, 
and it's kind of the opposite of that, but <laughs> like, um, cause I, I, I find myself just kind of doing this riding mm-hmm. the wave as you learn things, you kind of come over more to this side, but then right. you're like, well, I'm comfortable yeah. here. And with the rhythm stick line dance, I had so many teachers that were like sending me videos and like showing yeah. me and I'm like, actually you're doing it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I love the fact that your students are having so much fun, but that was not how I imagined it. So it was like, you know, I had the great teacher teachers here in Nashville that I was able to work with, Ms. Sharp and Ms. Taylor um, at Mountain View Elementary. And their students, they were so brilliant. And we got together and, and shot that video. But what I love about it is you see a little bit of everything. You got, you know, all different types of races. Yeah. And we're just having fun. Yep. We're laughing, we're moving, and children have connected with that video in such a way that it's just blown me yeah. away. And and it's not about Franklin, it's about the movement, it's about the dance, it's about the rhythm sticks and just the rhythm and having yeah. fun. Let's have fun in our classes. Cause when we're having fun, that time rolls by. Yep. The learning is happening. So yep. I know it's hard to talk about fun in the midst of a pandemic, but our no. children. So it's our, what we need. We need it more than ever. You know, and, and that virtual, it, it did a toll on me. Yeah, sure. And I was able to find that joy again, being mm-hmm. back in the classroom, yeah. even if it was on, you know, drums and no singing, but it was just music making. Yeah. And so um, our children thrive off of that they love it yeah and so when we're able to tap into their creativity and tap into their musicking that's when to me the true transformation happens Mm. that sweet spot yeah so two things if i want you to come to my district or somebody listening um what kind of things are you doing out there because i see i love it that you're going out to districts tell me what you're doing so um, wow. It, it's been a lot. I, I, I do my hip hop and elementary music, um, workshop and that workshop is centered around how do I begin the journey of teaching hip hop to my students? I don't know hip hop. I don't know where to begin. What are some activities that I can do? And so I have a whole session that shares rhythm stick routines, um, books, uh, melodies, chants, all of the things, movement, um, to get your students involved with um, hip hop. It's geared towards second second through sixth grade. Right. Um, and then I, uh, social emotional learning workshops, I do those as well. Um, how to, I think teachers already do this. We just don't <laughs> know how to label it. Right, so then it I works to our advantage. about social emotional <laughs> learning, I'm like, wait a minute, I've been doing yeah. it. Exactly. But it's about being intentional about, you know, what yeah. you're covering and how you're connecting that piece. And so doing that and having talks and, and allowing teachers to ask questions in the midst of it. Like, Franklin, walk me through the process with a third grade class. Yeah. How would this look? What would the, how would you approach yeah, that? Yeah, the practical application of that. Yes. And I'd be, I'm sure to, to, to look out for my first year, second year teachers. Because they're in these workshops and they're looking at all this magic happening. Yes. And they're like, oh, my gosh, I'm doing this next week. 
But I'm, I have to tell them, like, y'all, we professional musicians. Yeah, this right. comes together so quick like that because we know the steady beat. We know rhythm versus beat. We know how to do these things. Mm. This is a three-week process with your third graders. Right. You introduce the song. You read the book. You put it away and move on to the next thing. You build it. You build it. And so you don't build and fly all in the same day. You just right. don't. Um, but given, given teachers that piece, because mm. as, a, as a young teacher, I was the one that's like, oh, my God, I can't wait to do it. And then I do it and it's Crash a total and burn. failure. <laughs> yes. And then I never touch it again because yeah. of that experience. Right. And so the essence of my work is how are we going to make music? So I've been adding some new improv stuff, things that are not written down. You might get the chant, but the piece may be for hand drums on this workshop. But then the next piece, it may be for um, ORF instruments. So showing teachers the different arrays of how you can take an activity and break it down. Okay. And then I love to ask teachers, how would you extend this? Great question. And so then you get like, all of these ideas. And so we're all able to walk away with, ooh, next mm -hmm. time I do this activity, I'm adding this, 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 and this. Yeah. Um, so when I come to districts, that's what I'm sharing. I'm sharing my activities. I'm sharing oldies with a new twist. Um, right. A lot of Black music, a lot of um, movement pieces um, to popular music. And of course, the rhythm sticks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Rhythm 6, uh, a must. And I want to say, I've always used Rhythm 6. As a matter of fact, this is so funny. I just read your post about how you really started using yes. Rhythm 6 was just out of necessity. <laughs> there yes. just wasn't much of anything else. I but, didn't have nothing yeah, else. exactly. <laughs> I had these red and blue Rhythm Sticks in my first gig. And um, maybe like eight years ago, one of my first students, and I've been teaching for 27 years, she's now a teacher and um, she's a wow. preschool teacher. And she's like, well, I was Miss Smith back then. So she's like, Miss Smith, because she still calls me that. Um, I'm using the same thing. You're like with her, you know, put your <laughs> rhythm sticks. Like we're going to put them as antenna. Now we're going to hold them quietly. Um, and she said, I still remember all of our fun with the rhythm sticks. And for a long time, I looked at the rhythm sticks. I, I mean, I worried that it was like not legit. Right. You know, yeah, yeah. my kids love these things so much now. I actually have to buy more because we're wearing them out. <laughs> yeah, you're going through them. Going yeah, and I was like, I, uh, uh, Judy, I might be calling you at West Music for some like plastic <laughs> rhythm sticks or whatever. But the next time you come, uh, we're going to talk more about, you know, movement things, how and maybe about building this kind of thing, if you're willing to talk about that. Um to help teachers. I think for me, these things come very, very easily. It's one of the few things that's like, just comes easily until I talk to a teacher who's like, it doesn't come easy for me. Yeah. And so I think you have so much to offer. Okay. So before we go, go, um, anything coming up where people can like see you online or do you have your gigs for the summer? Uh, 2022. Can you believe we're talking about it? Wow. Um, do you know, Anything you want to just alert people to who are like, I need more Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish I had more time to create these days. You know, yeah. um, I I'm it. still full time in the school district. 
I and thought I, of you today. I was like, he's working a full school day. Yes, <laughs> and 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 doing the elementary methods, um, you know, in the afternoons, one day a week, and yep. and so finding that creative time it has been a struggle, but. Mm-hmm. My hope is uh, I'm going to be one of the speakers at the Music for Kiddos um, yes. symposium, and that's all for the early learning music. And um, I love it. Love my littles. So, so during fall break, I'm going to be testing out some new material for my pre-K folks, my pre-K, right. K, and one on my son. He doesn't know it yet, but he's going to get, he, he's able to uh, identify notation and symbols he's he's uh three going on 30 (laughs) but he's he's able to do that and he's able to you know so me and la Mm -hmm. with me and echo and so i just want to create some some fun songs that that our pre-k and kindergarten kids can sing and have fun so i'm hoping workshopping that, that that that'll happen um the music for kiddos is november 12th yeah i was just gonna ask when is that We'll put that um, on the website for with the podcast. Oh, okay. So people can click to it. Shout out, shout out, Missy. Hey, she yeah. always, always. You know, I got a title. I'm just trying to get the teachers connected to the other teachers. That's a, and we appreciate you for oh, that. We do. We oh, do, we do. Th- thank you. See, this is me practicing accepting compliments. Thank you know, you. that's a thing. Music um, teachers, that's a thing. No, for I, I'm not good at it. I'm not good at it either. <laughs> And, and I, 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 I'm learning to just say thank you and keep it moving. Yes. But it's like, nah, like what? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's one thing that I am excited about is creating more and sharing yeah. more and collaborating with, with other music educators. Um, October 23rd, um, we're hosting a PD with F Flat Books. I say okay. we. Um, my, me, Jasmine Frill. Your publisher. Oh, yes, yes. Otto Gross, uh, and, uh, DJ Lyric. He's going to be there. We're going to have a DJ. So really quickly, F Flat Books, if you don't know about F Flat Books. Follow. It's an an online music ed publishing company. That's your publisher. That's my publisher. All day, every day. My peeps, Dr. Sarah Goolish. (laughs) Um, From Philly, just saying. From Philly. Mm-hmm. From Philly, and I haven't been to Philly yet, but what? Hoping... No. Okay, well, you're gonna you're gonna carve one night to cross the bridge. I'm five minutes away, and you're gonna have a stronghold experience. Let's go. We're gonna dance. We're gonna eat. You're Done. gonna drink Jeremy's coffee. Done. All right, go ahead. Sorry, F Flat Books. Um, so it's gonna be at the National Museum of African American Music here Amazing. in Nashville. Amazing. I tried to yeah. see if I could go. I know you I'm have teaching. Uh, Yes. Um, but the idea was if we could do our own PD, what would it look like? That's awesome. What would what would be happening? And so we called it making music because that's what we're going to do. Yeah. It's going to be an authentic park uh, process. And uh, Jasmine's going to come in and, and do Love her thing. Her. And Otto is going to do his thing. And it's just going to be a music making um PD. And so each one of us is going to add something. And then at the end, the music teachers will be split up into groups and we are going to perform for each other. And oh, that's so great. we're hoping to get some of those clips. They'll be on yeah. social media. But making music in Music City, if you go to fflatbooks.com, you can um, find out about more about that, that uh, event. It's going to be super, 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 super cool. 
I'm looking forward to it. I wish I could go. It sounds amazing. So if you're out there and you can get there, this is in person, yes? Yes, in person. Mask will be mandatory. Yes, thank you. <laughs> um, and then afterwards, you can do an add-on if you want to go experience the museum. Yeah, the museum sounds um, fantastic. It, it's phenomenal, and it's in the center of downtown Nashville. And so we're gonna have a we're gonna have a ball. We're gonna have a great time, and gonna make a lot of uh, music. And then we're gonna communicate and network with each other. Yeah. I, I see a flash mob coming. That's, I mean, it's just now that's speaking an speaking it into existence. That could be a good one with real musicians. Just saying, put it out there. <laughs> that's <face>. an idea. <laughs> I just, I just will, I will take that. Atmosphere. I lo- I have lots of great ideas for other people to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Franklin. You are a wonderful human being. Would you please thank your family for giving you up for a little while uh, for us? Absolutely. And and I just want to thank you and Jeremy for the opportunity to share. And I know we had a whole bunch of other stuff we were supposed to get to, but that's how well, we do. It's we just, probably should have it's just, just an started excuse. about 30 minutes early. <laughs> and, this and is just, just how it is. <laughs> it is. So I, I hope, you know, if anything that I shared tonight um you know resonates with someone even if it's just one person yeah i think it it's gonna well be more worth Look, time wait i'm taking a picture of us i knew you were gonna do that <laughs> wait that's like on, my wait. go-to wait it's like no my no no wait wait pose. wait i know what i want to say is- wait um pose for the camera now click 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell my kids I did that. My students. Oh wow, that is uh, funny. I love that part. I, we were all arguing, the kids and I, the students. I, I like the um, walk it up, walk it up, walk it up, take, take it back. That's back. so satisfying. That mm-hmm. take it back, but it's like pose for the camera. I got you know. that from Beyonce. That's yeah. straight from Beyonce. Listen, I get pose eight, for the camera. Eight, 80% of my life from Beyonce. No. <laughs> okay. Franklin, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, Missy. I'm thankful for you. I'm grateful that you are a person in the world and that uh, we get to benefit from you. Thank you for sharing your gifts. Thank you all for the support. And let's just let's keep making music. Let's, let's keep go. making it happen. All right. Thank you. I am so grateful for Franklin's inspiration and his words about the importance and joy of music teachers mining our own musical creativity on a regular basis. When we do this, we encourage students to do the same, both in our classrooms and in their own lives moving forward. What a gift. I hope you can find a way to learn from Franklin, whether it's in person at one of the upcoming events at which he's presenting, which we will make sure to list on the episode website, or whether you are lucky enough to have Franklin come present for your faculty, which he is doing more and more as he creates exciting and engaging professional development sessions for music teachers, where he shares his unique perspective on music ed. Before we go, 
a word about my new buy me a coffee, which to me will always be buy me a tea because I don't drink coffee, but my buy me a coffee site where you can help support the work of the Music Ed Amplified podcast. You can make a single small donation or you can make several donations throughout the year or you can become a member at what I am calling, because I'm a tea lover, the Earl Grey or Afternoon Tea Levels. In addition to supporting the podcast, when you become a member of either one of these, you will also get other benefits and fun stuff too. Like the following shout outs I'm about to do for our first batch of Earl Grey Tea Level members, like Angel and Tessa Berger, Nancy Cockett, Erin Cushing, Meredith Hall, Hey, Margaret Sheneman and Patricia Ryan Leepak and Ann Newman. I see you, Roxanne O'Connor and Denise Pratt and Samantha Putterbaugh. There's Riley Robertson, Katie Donaldson, Charlotte Tribbett, Carrie Colin, and my own personal mother, Judy Renaco. Sorry if I butchered your name. But a huge thanks to every one of you for joining and for your encouragement. I appreciate it so much. If you're interested in finding out more, check it out at buymeacoffee.com slash missystrong. For questions about the podcast, write to musicedwithmissy at gmail.com or you can reach out to Music Ed with Missy on Facebook or Instagram or you can also contact me on Twitter at DocStrong26. Our podcast music was composed and performed by Jeremy and Owen Strong. Jeremy also serves as the audio engineer and editor for the podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing and rating it wherever you listen and sharing it out. This is hands down the best way for us to get the word out. Thank you so much for spending time with me. I know you are busy and life is demanding a ton from you, especially right now. I hope it was worthwhile and that you're motivated to reflect on your philosophy and practice. I will see you next time, but until then, keep doing all you can to create a more musical, joyful, thoughtful, just world for your students, families, and community.